Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We are talking, of course, all things pit football. I know we've been very football-centric for all you basketball folks out there. Uh, It's training camp. We're getting ready for football season, so get used to it. We're going to be doing this for a little while. Um, You know, when when we start talking about some more pickups, when there's news on the recruiting front and all those things, we'll be back at basketball. I assume that that'll probably start to happen uh, actually around the time that football season's getting going. Um, And then, of course, you know, when – you know, you start having midnight madness and all the things gearing up for basketball season. We'll get back to that. But it's all football right now, baby, because the Pit Panthers, your Pit Panthers, are in training camp. About to head into their second week of that right now. Actually, no, they're into their second week of training camp because it started not this past Friday, but two Fridays ago now. Time flies, man. It's really fast. Um, as always, you can listen to this show, the H2P Podcast, on all things Pit Panthers right here on DKPittsburghSports.com. But you can also listen to... All of our great coverage on, on the Steelers, Pirates, and Penguins with the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast that I do with Dale Lolly, the H two excuse me the We Are podcast on Penn State, the sixty six to eighty seven podcast on the Penguins, the uh, Pirates podcast to be named later on of course the Pirates, and of course on Monday through Friday, DK the uh, the the chief of the of the website. He uh, is producing his three shows a, a week, Monday, or three, th- three shows a day, Monday through Friday on the Steelers, Pirates, and Penguins. So much content for you free right here on all our podcasting platforms. Now, let's get into what I actually want to talk about today. Now, I talked about the offense and the running back battle because I figured that was important for Thursday. And we had heard from Israel Abadikanda. And I, you've heard me mention a little bit about the uh about the defensive front over this offseason because that's one of the biggest questions right even though Jalen Twyman didn't play last year there's still the the just the overall effective feeling like man three guys from the defensive front got drafted last year Jalen Twyman in the middle but of course the two guys that did play last year Rashad Weaver and Patrick Jones both who are consensus All-Americans also by all accounts both doing very well with their teams Patrick Jones uh I've been getting good reports from our guys uh, who cover the Vikings, uh, you know, in, and uh, they're telling me that Patrick Jones has looked very good in um, in, pra- in practice. And uh, Rashad Weaver actually got a sack 
in his first preseason game with the Titans. Also, DeMar Hamlin got a sack in his first preseason game with the Bills. So lots of pit guys, H2P guys, making noise at the pro level. But what I wanted to talk to you today is about the defensive you know, replacements up front because that's been the biggest question. Pitt's biggest strength, undoubtedly, last year was the, the pass rush and stuffing the run and how physical they were. Now, you've heard me talk about how deep the linebacker core is. We'll get into more in that at some point. Um, but one of the biggest questions this year is and will continue to be um, whether or not this defensive front can get after the quarterback like it did last year. Now, Deslin Alexander is the guy who's leading the team, who's going to lead the team in that front. He's he's going to he's the, the 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 senior. He's also he's been all academic ACC every single semester that he's been playing in college football. So uh, every single every single semester of his career in college. So uh, he's actually going to as long as he maintains it through this year, that'll be back to back years where Pitt had a guy do that for every semester that he was in. Uh, you know, playing for them, Jimmy Morsey won that won that distinguished uh, honor of making sure he had he finished with high honors all throughout his entire career. But uh, Deslin Alexander also finishing in that regard. Now, he comes across to me like the brain trust. He 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 know he's he's learned the most. He knows the most. He gets the culture that has been established in the defensive line room, and is the one that's kind of carrying the flag right now. Saying, "Hey, all you young guys, this is what we have to aspire to. We cannot have there be a letdown year just because Patrick and uh, and Rashad went to the NFL in the same year." And I think he's. I spoke to this young man. He certainly carries himself like he's ready to do that, and like he understands the task at hand, but isn't doesn't feel as daunting at all. He feels like he's ready to take it on. Uh, he flashed some really good things last year. He's also a huge guy. But they also have some very interesting dudes out on the edge this year. For one, you got Habakkuk Babaldonado, um, a guy that number 87 last year from Rome, Italy. Very interesting guy. Very interesting brother. I, I've seen I've seen him, you know, play a little bit. But getting to talk to him, I had a lot of fun talking to him. One, I asked him what were the best Italian spots in town. I'll keep that to myself. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, but uh, but uh, in all seriousness, we got to talk a little bit of ball and just what he was seeing. Uh, in himself and growing. Uh, I know that Pat Narduzzi during the ACC media day uh, was praising Habakkuk. And, and even at one point, he uh, you know basically kind of said that like he's looking like he's going to be this, the starter, or at least getting the a bulk of the snaps opposite of Deslin. And then, you know, when I talked to Charlie Partridge about the situation, Steelers, or excuse me, Pitt's defensive line coach, and a guy who may be the best defensive line coach in college football. I mean, the way that he just churns guys out. And, and you know, not guys that they're five-star, superstar dudes that, you know, they, they took off of Alabama or LSU or Georgia or anything like that. These are these are often two, three-star guys that came in and did well. Um, he's making things happen that are just – you can't ignore the results. And he's absolutely part of that culture in forming the family environment that I keep hearing people talk about. Now, one of the guys um, that could be stepping up this year is a guy that you've heard me hype a little bit before in Dayon Hayes. Dayon Hayes, of course, a local product straight out of Pittsburgh, straight out of the City League. Shout out to the City League and the Westinghouse Bulldogs. Um, but 
Dayon Hayes, sophomore dude, if you remember the opening game they had last year where they blew out their opponent like 55 to nothing or something like that, he got in in the later part of the game and got a sack in there. The kid is has is now filled into himself. He was 6'3", kind of kind of, you know, skinnier coming out coming out of high school. He's now filled in that. He's like 250 now. He looks like a Mack truck. And he spoke last week as well, and you got a sense that he's getting prepared for this season and he's feeling really excited that he's going to get his opportunity. And when I asked Charlie Partridge, you know, how, how does he feel about Dayon Hayes? Because, you know, being, being an older nice guy, I got some love for City League. Dudes, I'm going to always look for, you know, the stories there. And it seemed like I hit the motherload of the response because Charlie Partridge, you know, I asked him about every player. I was like, you know, what about Baldonado? What about this guy? What about that guy? And he's like, yeah, you know, this guy's good. This guy's good. But when he, when I asked him about Dayon, like, you saw him, like, lean back in his chair and just be like, well, let me tell you, that guy's going to be seeing some time this year. And I was like, really? He's like, yes, he is coming along nicely. And I was like, I don't want to jinx it, but he's done everything above and beyond what we've asked of him. And I'm telling y'all, and again, this kid's, a, uh, I believe, a redshirt sophomore or something like that. If Pitt's already found their next young edge rusher to kind of lead the way, this could be what I've been talking about. The establishment of culture. The establishment of Pitt's going to get known for if you want to be an edge rusher and if you want to be that team that terrorizes the quarterbacks of the ACC and you want to play aggressive football, Pitt could be the place to land. And we've already seen them start to land guys. They landed their four-star guy the other week as on the offensive line. And there's talk about Tyrese Fearbry maybe picking them. Now, full update on him after the break real quick. But back to the point here at hand, Deion Hayes looks like another guy um, who has the physical tools to take the next step. Now, the mental tools, we will see how training camp plays out. One week of practice does not determine everything, as you know, because you've heard me and Dale Lolly talk about Steelers training camp. It's the same thing with, with college. We'll see how he responds to some positive praise but I'm excited for to, to see that young man play along with a lot of the other guys in this defensive line. We'll talk more about this group right after the break, right here on TKPittsburghSports.com. Back here on the H2P Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing our show here on Your Pit Panthers, talking some football as training camp rolls along into week two for Pitt. Now, remember, this is a podcast that you can listen to full free on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are hosted. Remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment. That stuff really helps out all of our shows, not just the H2P Podcast, but continuing to talk some Pitt football. I was on the hype train for Dayon Hayes, and I'm, I'm starting it right here, right now. You hear it? Right here, Chris Carter. This is my hype train. Nobody else's. I am the conductor for Dayon Hayes. And when he takes off and he's a superstar, you remember you were listening to the H2P podcast on this Sunday, August 15th, in the year of our Lord, 2021, when I instituted the Dayon Hayes hype train. And I'm telling you, man, if he is all that in a bag of chips, watch out. 
Now, quickly about his cousin, Tyrese Fearbry. Now, if you if you remember, I was breaking down Tyrese Fearbry uh, back when he was about to announce his commitment. He originally announced his commitment to Penn State uh, a couple months ago, and then since decommitted from Penn State on the same day where there was a kind of a cryptic tweet dropped by Pat Narduzzi. Uh, but he's also indicated, uh, and this is my update here, he's, he's indicated that he's been receiving more talks from Auburn and Tennessee, and I believe there was another SEC school up in that mix. So part of this also might might not be him sticking with Pitt um, it might, or, or, or changing to Pitt. It might be him looking to go down south. I know when I spoke to him about this, he told me personally that part of what he's weighing in is he's had a lot of people in his close circle talk about him moving away from the city. And and listen, as a as a dude who grew up in the city, I get that because there's oftentimes when you come from the city environment and you stick around that city, it, you you start to you want to kind of float back to you know your friend circles before you were in college. And sometimes those friend circles might not be the best thing to help you stay focused on college football because when you're in a college football program, it's a it's a job on top of your job of being a student, right? And it's immersive, it's all intensive. You need to be able to to, to make sure you're not just interacting with your teammates, but just kind of staying so locked in that you're not you don't have any distractions around you. And that's why, you know, I get the sense that he he's down to try and go somewhere else. That's why I think he initially committed to Penn State. And now he's receiving all these these looks from other colleges. But I will say there was a, a video posted on Twitter. I apologize to the person who posted it because I couldn't find it again. But I remember watching it when I saw it. But Tyrese Fearbry, basically, you know, when it was asked about Pitt, and he started off saying, you know, I do want kind of, I you know, I have been receiving advice that I should move away from home. I should, you know, get, you know, go somewhere where I can kind of focus. But he also talked about how, man, it would be nice to stay here. And, man, it would be nice to rep the city league. And, man, it would be nice to play with my cousin. And how crazy would that be to have two huge dudes? Because he's another guy. I think he's six foot five. Now, if you go and look at a picture right now of Tyrese Fearbright, that's what you should picture for Dayon Hayes for what he was in high school. Like, you know, not as, not as skinny, but – Definitely not as bulked up as he is now. That's what happens when you go to college. Tyrese Fearbry, if he gets, if he does pick Pitt, by the time I mean he picks anywhere, I think this is what's going to happen to him. But when he gets into his his first full year of college, you're going to see him fill out that 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 form of being a six foot five guy, a little bit thicker, just a little bit. And when he does that, you're going to see uh, again. I, I think that he has the potential if he can come on quickly. Uh, because by the time that he would start, he would be a freshman for Pitt. Dayon Hayes would be a junior. But, I mean, maybe you're talking about if he comes on strong in his sophomore year, maybe you'd have the Cousins playing opposite of each other, and that could be really special. But, again, this defensive line, it's not just one guy. It's a bunch of guys that draws interest. Um, you still got Kalijah Kansi and, Dev, and uh, Devin Danielson two interior defensive line presences that I think will be growing this year. You still got Keyshawn Camp, a returning fifth-year senior who was hurt last year. And people are really excited to see what he'll be able to do as a depth option. And then you still got guys like John Morgan who absolutely deserve you know shots in this rotation. This is going to be an interesting crew. I'm not so sure they're going to have two All-Americans like they did last year. I'm not saying that they will definitely have that. But I am telling you right now, Pitt, Pitt football will still have a defensive pass rush that's going to be getting after people and stuff in the run. They're still going to be aggressive. They're still going to play that style of football. You may see a little bit more growing pains from this crew because a lot of these guys are still feeling, feeling themselves out for being a full-time starter. 
But that's again why I think it's really good that their schedule opens up with three with, uh, with four non-conference games. The only one that you know is in the Power Five, I believe, is the Tennessee game. And if they could pull off those, if they could pull off those wins while these guys are getting used to things, then when they get to ACC play and they take on Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech, those would be nice teams to show, hey, how far we've come in being able to get after quarterbacks. That's where, I, that's where I see this team making some strides this year on the defensive front to get it maybe not the same as it was last year, but still to the pedigree of ACC teams got to watch out for them. They're going to be leading the they're going to be leading the conference in sacks again. I do think they have that potential because you've already heard me just basking the the, the linebacker depth you know with Servassier Dennis and Wendell Davis and Chase Pine and Phil Campbell and. All, all the guys that group. There's like there's like eight guys that you can name that you're like excited to see play linebacker for the Pitt Panthers. That's the crew that's behind these dudes, and that's one thing I think that, that gives that should give this group of, this group of defensive linemen more encouragement is that they got backup. You know, they don't got to live out there and think like, man, we got to make up for these linebackers behind us because they're they don't know what they're doing. No, they don't know what they're doing. So all things considered there, I think the defensive line is in a really good place. Um, and I really see I really see Charlie Partridge continuing the tradition here of producing a, a tough group. And again, they're going up against a lot of, you know, some of these quarterbacks are experienced, like Sam Howell of UNC. But Trevor Lawrence is gone. The big dog of the conference is going to be looking for new answers. There's a really good chance that some of these some of these younger quarterbacks that start filling in, if you can get after them, you can rattle them. That could put Pitt in several more games than maybe some people expected this year. We've all been talking about how the barometer is nine wins, nine wins, double-digit wins. Can you get this many wins, Pat Narduzzi? Can you get your first nine-win season? Can you get your first double-digit win season since you've been a Pitt Panthers head coach? And I really think that this defensive front definitely plays a huge part in their chances. Because if it can be, if it can be the um if it can still be like the one of the one of the premier parts of this of this program, you're gonna see Pitt football doing well next year. Now again, I, I'm not so sure they're gonna be, you know, the same exact thing as last year with two All Americans gone. But I still see them being talented. I mean, and hey, you know, Pitt on top of this this young defensive line that's figuring things out, they've got talent all across the board that is getting looked at across the country. For example, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl released their watch list of all the different position groups. Pitt had five guys make the list. Of course, Kenny Pickett, linebacker Cam Bright, cornerback Damari Mathis, tight end Lucas Kroll. Watch out for him. I do think he's in position to have a really good year if he can stay healthy. And Carter Warren of the offensive line. And that's not even including guys that we're, that we're excited about like there are young guys like like Izzy Abani Kanda, who I talked a lot about on Thursday's episode of the podcast, or Jordan Addison, who was all ACC freshman last year. That's what I'm saying, man. This isn't some doom and gloom year. Like, oh uh, yeah, Pitt's definitely gonna stink, and they might they might still be mediocre. They might they might they might, be, they might have that problem, 
but they've got Kenny Pickett who knows how, how to run an offense and knows how to run this offense and is a leader in who all these guys look up to. If this defensive front can be what I think it can be, watch out because I do think Pitt, Pitt's going to be in contention for the ACC Coastal Division Championship again after winning it in 2018. I'm Chris Carter here on the HTP Podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Remember to subscribe to our podcast platform, DKPittsburghSports.com, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Rate us five stars. Stick with us. A lot of great co- content coming your way. And stick with us for all your pit coverage as well on DK Pittsburgh Sports.